We are Marquette. 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 This is Kathy Coffey Gunther, Associate Vice President of the Office of Mission and Ministry. I actually grew up at Marquette. My dad and mom actually met at Marquette. My dad was a grad student. My mom was an undergrad. My dad went to St. Louis U and got his doctorate in philosophy. He was getting his master's here when they met. I was born down there, and then he was recruited back to teach philosophy at Marquette. So we moved back when I was four. So yeah, arts and sciences, or at the time it was called the College of Liberal Arts, was kind of like our home away from home and hanging out with all the English and theology, philosophy, history faculty, growing up with their kids. It meant like a lot of deep conversations, I guess, as a kid. I mean, there were a lot of dinner parties, big conversations around things that really mattered to people, a lot of passion, a lot of arguing. And of course, that was, you know, when I was growing up, it was like late 60s and 70s. And so there was a lot going on in the culture. Um, a lot of changes around uh, the role of women, a lot of changes in the church, um, and my parents were very active um, in different social movements in the Catholic Church, um, social justice, marching, uh, fair housing, you know, that type of thing. And then I grew up with Jesuits. I mean, they were at the house on vacation with us, you know, all that kind of thing. So they were regular people. They were part of our life as my parents and, and some other faculty um, in, in liberal arts were really trying to imagine what church could be, different models of church. Um, they started a church called the Merity Community. It's been going on over 40 years now. And uh, it was really just different Jesuits who would lead it at different times, and everyone kind of sat on the floor, shag carpeting, pillows, the whole deal. Um, but the biggest memories about that were that, you know, the, the priest would give a homily, but then everyone shared, and children were welcome to share on what that meant to them as well. And um, it was a lived experience of community, um, and it was very participative. The priests who were part of our community were part of our um, our families and our lives in a very specific way. So the blending of working at Marquette and living your life was very congruent in terms of values and, and community and like standing for something that the Jesuits represented. Yeah, I served in Jesuit Volunteer Corps, also known as JVC in San Jose, California in the mid-80s. I worked at a rape crisis center and that was, when I was a student, um, one of the reasons our training in social work at Marquette was so good was that we got to do internships right away, junior year and then senior year. We did 20 hours a week at least. And so I worked at the jail, Milwaukee County Jail, with early intervention. And so you really were in the field from the beginning. Then when I went to JVC, I worked at a rape crisis center. And really had a chance to see and experience suffering and violence, which I hadn't before. You know, the, the scales fall off my eyes in terms of really trying to wrestle with what real suffering meant. And suffering that had no purpose. Um, it was random and it was unfair and unjust. And then trying to integrate that with a sense of a theology that made sense. So when I got my master's degree and decided to really specialize in trauma work... And so at that time, um, I found that the intersection between my 
Catholicism and my traditional background in terms of church intersected very well with then the emerging research on trauma. That question of meaning and suffering always lingered. And that was a faith question. That was a soul question. That was a spiritual question. And it couldn't be answered easily through a clinical intervention. It really needed an intervention that was willing to seek kind of that deeper wisdom that people have sought through generations, centuries, millennia. And so studying world religions really became a way of trying to be present to people finding a path to seeking an answer to that question so that they could have peace um, within themselves and not have to live in a spirit of anxiety and in the spirit of anger and resentment. And, um, you know, that sense of how can bad things happen to good people is a question that, you know, most of us will encounter at some point in our life, either through our own experience or through the witness of people we care about. And especially now um, with technology in terms of the global um, invitation to really try and hold and be witness to other people's suffering and pain in the world that doesn't seem to make sense. And so to go deeper into those questions, I really felt like my grounding um, in um, Ignatian spirituality pr- particularly is what helped me to stay with the real, to see that God is in everything, which is really hard sometimes to see when it feels very dark and hopeless. And um, the discipline of St. Ignatius through the spiritual exercises to um, teach me a path for holding that. And then for me to try and use that with other people in both my clinical practice and then also in spiritual direction. I think Mission Week and the mission of Marquette these days is more crucial than ever. The invitation or the tradition of, of the Catholic intellectual tradition is necessary in our world. It's it's a way of being able to hold space to evaluate, critically evaluate different positions, different ways of seeing the world. And it's teaching the skills to hold the tension of evaluating different ways of seeing the world, different ways that we are called to be in the world. And as Catholics, we're called to be in the world in a way that's based on our own understandings and our call from Christ and our understanding of living the gospel that's rooted in the tradition of the church and that's, you know, advised by the teachings of the church. I think that everything we've been talking about in terms of really um, capturing an invitation to the whole of humanity is is really represented in our, our hopes for our theme for Mission Week this year, um, Truth to Reconciliation. And the second part of our Mission Week theme that we have posted is Truth to Reconciliation, Pathways to Peace, question mark. Um, you know, does truth lead, lead to a better understanding or a deeper understanding um, that can possibly bring a desire to reconcile? Um, whether that's a reconciling of truth within ourselves, uh, a better understanding of where we come from and who we are, which then can can possibly bring to some peace within ourselves. And then possibly can that peace then ripple out into um, other places in our own families, communities, and maybe even the world. And I think that's the question that we're trying to hold, looking at some very um, thematically 
you know, conflictual times and places, whether that be the relationship with the church, with the LBGT, LGBT community, whether that be um, looking at the history of slavery and the legacy effects continuing um, in terms of the uh, historical trauma and kind of the um, systemic uh, racism that was kind of initiating and still resulting from that time in our history, whether that be from Truth and Reconciliation Commission and First Nations people and healing particularly around the boarding schools, uh, residential boarding schools, many of them Catholic, um, which tried to eradicate the culture of the uh, Native people. Um, or whether that be here in Milwaukee and really exploring our history of segregation and fair housing. Um, and then Sister Simone Campbell will also be here with us in Mission Week and her um, really exploring the realities and contemporary realities of poverty, how that affects our education and health care and housing options and employment options and economic options in very, very significant ways. And how do we hold the reality of all of those things without going into guilt and despair and saying, oh, my gosh, it's so awful and running away or being paralyzed, but rather to engage in the connection with the human person? Last year, our theme was racial justice, black, white, and the call of the church. And last year was kind of a, a test ground to, it was a very challenging topic. And again, things were very restless and tense in the world already started and on campus and in Milwaukee um, in terms of the, the signs of the times. And it was kind of an experiment, like if we really engaged in the intimacy had an invitation to holding that topic intimately. Would people respond? Would we be able to do it? And it was our best attended mission week ever. And um, and so this year we thought let's even go a little bit deeper, because um, because there was an openness of heart to hold the topic last year. Now it's now it's the challenge of well, what if we bring in some authentic truths? that might even be competing and can we hold kind of our open-heartedness with a truth that's not just collective that's not agreed upon by everybody and again get back to that sense of how do we discern truth how do we discern where we're being led by God to respond to the truth um, and how do we make space for other people who are also trying to do that in very authentic ways as well um, and so that really was our um, deep desire. It's, it's based on that sense that we cannot change the, the type of brokenness in the world today if we're not willing to do the interior journey. And so the, the challenge of last year and this year is that you have to be willing to hold kind of an intimate heart, an, a cultivated intimacy with the brokenness in order to then be able to reach out with the depth that's required for the, the depth of brokenness we have today. And so all, I think all of our Mission Week talks will, will call for that kind of a, a willingness to be uncomfortable and wrestle with maybe a new way of looking at truth. When we had the Opus winners several years ago, I don't remember which year it was. So the Opus Prize winners, and they came from all over the world. And they were chosen because they were visionaries. They were prophets. 
And so they had won big awards because the work that they were doing, whether in healthcare or education or fighting disease or um, just imagining community, um, was so exemplary that they were gifted with, you know, a large amount of money from Opus in order to continue um, the ministries that they were doing. And to have all of those Opus winners, many of whom had never met each other, together here um, and sharing with us their belief and their philosophies and just the guts of the chopping the wood every day, just staying with it no matter if it's good or bad or boring or exciting, um, was so incredibly inspiring. Um, and so I remember our final uh, closing dinner, and we had all of the awardees there, and we had this beautiful um, prayer ceremony of all different languages and, and faiths were represented and um, with our students who came from all these different traditions. And it was, you know, a feast of celebration. And then we just had wisdom words from these leaders. It was just amazing. Some of the ethos and, and the way we think about um, approaching Mission Week and maybe even especially as we leave Mission Week I think are captured in this sentiment and prayer by Titnan Han, in which he says, The practice of peace and reconciliation is one of the most vital and artistic of human actions. And so may we feel the vitality, may we feel the art and creative imagination of Mission Week, and may we leave the sense of being called to practice peace and reconciliation. Thank you. Amen. Amen.